Good evening, world. It is Rachel Johnson here with your Daily Dose for January 3rd of 2022. And tonight's episode is going to be titled The Funk Survival Guide. Um, And by funk, I don't mean smell. I mean thought process and negative thinking. So I wanted to see um, if there are any of my listeners that have trouble with thinking patterns that are negative and sometimes depressing and sometimes overwhelming. And I have created a couple of questions and a few resources. So if you hear some pages shuffling, I'm sorry. I'm not one of those people that have everything set up everywhere perfectly yet. Um, But I wanted to start with first telling you that there is a fantastic Bible study that I'm going to be starting at my home on Thursdays. No, not Thursdays. I'm sorry. On Sunday afternoons. Um, And the title of the book that we are going to read and the study that we are going to do is called Get Out of Your Head by Jenny Allen. There is a study book um, that you can purchase. I purchased mine from Amazon as well as the actual book. And it is called, I mean, I know that I gave you the title, but there's a um, Stopping the Spiral of Toxic Thoughts. And I wanted to take a moment to go through, and I'm going to share a few little blurbs from Jenny's book. And so you'll hear pages turn because I felt like this is a really powerful place that some people uh, find themselves in. And how do you get out of that funk? What do you do to get out of that depressive state? What do you do to make yourself feel better? And everyone is different. So some things that I do, and you may have never tried, some things if you leave comments or um, questions, some things that you share with me, I can share with other listeners that they have tried that maybe I don't mention tonight. So please, please consider doing that because um, we are our biggest support network and we are meant to do life together. So I want to start out with looking at... Something I shared on Facebook first, it was the um, the a depression session tips. And I'll get to that in just one moment. At the beginning of my notes, I shared with myself to remind myself to talk about, um, do negative thoughts have you down? And sometimes I really struggle with this, Uh, especially for me recently since school has started. I would say even a little bit further than that, maybe since the beginning, middle of summer, I stopped working out consistently on my Peloton. And those types of behaviors and changing and not being consistent in certain areas of my life create a separation between my joy and finding my joy and having joy in the things that I'm doing in my life versus um, having toxic thoughts that cause me to continue to get down on myself. And so what I mean by that is how do you combat the negative mindsets that might plague your thought process? And some people we overthink. 
We start with a what-if situation, and before you know it, there's 80 what-if situations. We start with, um, I'm not good enough, and that has been one of my battles for a really long time, being enough, and I have a tattoo on my um, right wrist on my forearm that says enough and has a lotus flower because I struggle with that. And that is something that the enemy attacks me very frequently with, am I enough? Am I doing enough for those people? Am I going to um, impact them enough? Am I? What are they thinking about me? And that goes back to day one where I talked about all of the things that I let hold me back and, I, and caring about what people think of me and, you know, knowing that it's none of my business. So I felt like this this podcast moment tonight would be an opportunity for us to talk about, one, what are some things that we do to combat those negative thoughts and those toxic thoughts. I wanted to highlight a couple of things from the book. Um, Get out of your head and stop the spiral of toxic thinking. And I wanted to talk about um, some tips for what to do if you recognize depression and some things that you can do to help combat that. Um, and if you have a friend, if you have a friend that struggles from depression or you have family that struggles with depression, some things that you can do even for them that will um, uplift them and actually help them not feel alone. So I wanted to start first with James uh, in the Bible, James 1, 5. And it says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and unabrideth not, and it shall be given to him. So when we are struggling with what it is that we need to do or we should be doing or how to get out of that place of negativity, the first thing is to is to know that we can turn to the Lord and we can pray and we can get in the Word. And um, when we draw close to Him, he never takes a step away from us, but we need to draw close to Him. And it helps us rem- remind ourselves who whose we are and what we are as a child of God. Second <clears throat> verse that I want to share, sorry. <clears throat> Second verse that I want to share is very important to me. It is from 2 Corinthians 10, 5. And it says, We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That is huge. Taking captive every thought. I cannot tell you how many times I've met people who haven't done things or haven't moved in their life in a significant area that they are struggling with because of the negative thinking or the fear that comes with some of the things they are worried about because they struggle with trusting and taking that step of faith. So taking every thought captive is immensely important. (coughs) Sorry. So in Jeannie's book, she mentions 
we have to learn how to capture our thoughts and that it matters because how we think shapes how we live. She goes into detail about breaking the spiral, the things that we need to do, and understanding like the brain and knowing that the brain is constantly changing whether or not we intend for it to, which is very important. She shares with us a Bible verse, the one that talks about, do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And as teachers, you know, like for me, I'm a teacher. And as a teacher, I can tell you whenever we get a break and I get a moment to just renew my spirit and my sense of well-being and just have that break and that renewing of my mind, I feel so refreshed. And have you ever done that? Have you ever taken a sabbatical or a little weekend getaway and just had that time to breathe and not focus on the things that bring you stress, but actually take time to think about yourself, um, health, and how you can um, combat some of those things that you are struggling with. Um, and, and one of the funny things that she shares in her book is on page 10 and she says the well-known puritan theologian john owen said that this enemy's goal in every sin is death his actual words were be killing sin or it will be killing you and so the greatest spiritual battle of our generation is being fought between our ears what we believe and what we think about matters and the enemy knows it And he is determined to get in your head to distract you from doing good and to sink you so deep that you feel helpless, overwhelmed, shut down, and incapable of rising to make a difference for the kingdom of God. How many of you, with me just reading that little part, can say that you've been to a place in your own mind where you have been so down with what's going on and not feeling like you were adequate that you felt helpless overwhelmed which leads to shutting down and you just feel incapable you're not worthy you're not able to be used and the good news is is that's all a lie from the pit of hell that is not how God designed us we are more than conquerors We are given the power that Jesus was given. We have the ability to change and to radically change the world. What we're scared of is what other people think of us. What we're scared of is how it's going to look because we don't know. We're too afraid to leave comfortable. And you know, for me and what Kurt and I have been through in our marriage and in our life, and since we've been together, the things that we've experienced, the loss that we've experienced, the hard issues with relationships that we've experienced, um, and I don't mean just between him and I, I I'm talking about like even being a distance away from our family, those types of things, that what we've experienced has led us to a place where we have seen God be faithful 
And I'm not saying it's easy. And I'm not saying that you don't worry. And I'm not saying that there's not moments where you're like, okay, God, you can show up any day now because I really am in a bad place. I'm not saying that hasn't happened. But I'm saying just at the right moment, God showed up and showed out in a way that was greater than I could have ever imagined. And that's one of the things that I love about our church. When we, one of the series that we did was, um, talked about that, talked about, um, having those, um, blessings and those prayers and having it more, having living life and having it more abundantly. What are you praying for? You know, I'm not praying for God just to help me. And I'm definitely, and I've learned my lesson about praying for patience. So I'm one of those where it's like, okay, God, I'm going to do this. And I don't know what that looks like. I just know that I'm surrendering it to you. And I'm going to do this. And whatever that means, please bless it. And in Proverbs 16, 13, he tells us, commit to the Lord whatever you do, and he will establish your plans. So if you do those things and you are thinking about your thought process and those toxic thoughts, then you know that there are moments whenever you are going to see that you may not see God moving right away, but you will see so many things that, that, open up the door and lead to something greater, more abundant than you could have ever thought possible. So what do you do when you are struggling? Um, Jeannie shares a couple of other things. One of the sections is about what we believe. And she shares on page 15, every lie we buy into about ourselves is rooted in what we believe about God. That is like a gut punch to me because I know that he tells me I'm enough. Why do I let that get to me? Why do I let that become one of the most difficult things that Satan knows he can attack is my self-worth and my self-value. Another thing she shares is... um, The danger of toxic thinking is that it produces an alternate reality, one in which distorted reasoning actually seems to make sense. And you think about distorted reasoning, what in the world would that be? But, you know, this is just how it's always been, right? My parents did this, their parents did this, and I'm just the one that's going to be doing it too. Baby, you can break that generational curse. You don't need to to worry about whether or not you are worthy enough or good enough. None of us were when Jesus came and died on that cross. None of us were. But I can tell you that the thought process behind that is to make you feel weak and to make you feel powerless. And what have we learned about our weakness? We have learned that His grace is sufficient for you, 
for my power is made perfect in weakness. So how do we combat? How do I speak out and do things against what the devil is trying to do and destroy in my mind when I am trying to um, move forward and be more positive and more energetic in my life? Well, if you are feeling those overwhelming thoughts, I'm going to start with um, a couple of tips, depression tips. And so here we go. First things first, take a shower. Not a bath, but take a shower. And use water as hot or cold as you like. You don't have to wash, but just get in, get under the water, and let it run over you for a while. If it makes you happy, sit on the floor. Sit and soak. Whatever it is, but take a shower. There's something rejuvenating about being in the shower. There is something that allows us to wash away what it is that we're struggling with. Next, moisturize everything. Use whatever kind of lotion that you like. Unscented, dollar store, fancy 48-hour lotion that makes you smell like a field of wildflowers. Whatever it is, use it all over your entire body. Put on clean comfortable clothes don't wear the favorite you know thing that you're you know oh I'm going out with these people I'm going to wear this because if that's the case then you're not depressed right wear whatever makes you comfortable put on your favorite undies it could be black lacy panties or ridiculous boxers that have christmas candy canes on the butt it could have love on the butt whatever put on your favorite pair of underwear nobody may ever see them and that's okay but put them on because it's about you right we're trying to get you out of the funk drink cold water use ice add some mint or some lemon for an extra boost. Um, Lemon does help with clearing out some of the toxic things that happen in our body. So don't be afraid to add those things. Um, But cold, cold water. Clean something. I know everybody's like, what? No, I'm depressed. Clean something. It doesn't have to be anything big. Organize one drawer of a desk. Go into your junk drawer in your kitchen and take everything out and organize the one drawer. Wash five dirty dishes. Do a load of laundry. Clean the bathroom sink or the bathroom counter. You know, pick something to clean. Blast your music. Whatever it is, make it upbeat dancey and loud something that has lots of energy y'all know if you are depressed and you go listen to gloomy poor pitiful me songs you're going to stay in that poor pitiful me mindset you have got to get out of the funk so the only way to do that is to blast the music sing to it dance to it even if you suck at both i can promise you if you're feeling blue and you start doing these things, I don't care who's in your house, they are going to feel excited that you are finally coming out of whatever funk that you've been trapped in. Make you some food. Do not 
just grab a granola bar. Actually take the time and make the food. Even if it's walking to your pantry, taking out a package of ramen noodles, breaking them in a bowl, putting the water, putting them in the microwave, cooking them, make the food. Add something special to it. Prepare food. It tastes way better and you will feel like you've accomplished something. How many of you have been depressed and you have a friend with the sweetest and kindest intentions and they bring you food, whether it's Chinese takeout, a pizza, a Subway, or wherever, they bring you some kind of takeout. I'm going to tell you right now, your friend would have made a greater impact. And I'm not saying that theirs is is gone to the wayside, but there would be a greater impact for you if you're the friend doing the deed of taking some food. Take something to make with them. If I'm going to take dinner to your house and I know that you are struggling and depressed, I'm going to bring dinner to your house and we're making it together. Because I can tell you when you are alone, it is worse. Next, make something. Write a short story or a poem, draw a picture, color, fold origami, crochet, knit, sculpt, make something out of clay, anything artistic, even if you don't think you're good at it, create. Anytime that you are able to use your creative genes, and everyone has them, you're a little bit of creative talent, it gives you something to be proud of. Go outside. Having that vitamin D, take a walk, sit in the grass, look at clouds, smell flowers, put your hands in the dirt, and feel the soil against your skin. Right now in Georgia, if you've been here, you know that it's it has been raining, so there's still some mud in some places. You know, go play in the mud. Some of that therapy is good for you. And if you're at a place where you're you have children or you don't, and you you know, call a friend and say, hey, I really just need to spend some time with someone. You want to come over and then take them out and throw mud at them and get them involved and spend time being outside. Call someone. Call a loved one, a friend, a family member. Call a chat service if you have no one else that you want to call. Talk to a stranger on the street. Have a conversation and listen to someone's voice. If you can't bring yourself to call, text or email or whatever just have some kind of social interaction with another person even if you don't have very much to say listen to them it helps i cannot tell you how many times if you're going through something someone else is going through a struggle too and sometimes what helps is hearing someone else tell you theirs one it can make you humble because then you realize that you're not the only person struggling right and then it makes you grateful for because you see that your struggle is not as serious as what you thought um i can't tell you how often that that happened to us while we were in the children's hospital um because there were moments whenever it was like oh my gosh all these children are here in each floor of the seven-story building uh, in the hospital. Each floor was a different specialty, and we were on the neuro floor, and so we met all kinds of different families that had different neuro problems, and if you don't know what that means, it's your brain. And so I remember 
you know, thinking, oh, how bad we have it. And then meeting our neighbors. I will never forget them. I don't remember their names, but I remember them. And thinking, you know, their daughter was born with a hole in her heart. And she would be 20 now. Um, I think she's still alive. But she was born with a hole in her heart. And the doctors at birth had decided they they didn't want to go in and repair the hole until she was two. So it was coming <clears throat> coming up on her second birthday. They went ahead and scheduled all the things. And mom had since had another baby. And at this time, he was nine months old <clears throat> in the hospital with them. And they went in to do the surgery for her heart. And while in open heart surgery, a part of her skull collapsed. And the family... They are the the heart surgeons had to stop the surgery and immediately have neurosurgeons called in for emergency. They had to put in a plate in place of her skull. And while they were repairing her skull, the heart surgeons were trying to close up the area with her heart. And y'all, I can't imagine just think of, you know, a two year old, how small their frame is and how tiny they are and being in that type of surgery and being the parent and you're not really aware that these things are happening moment by moment right you're going to find out about it as soon as it's getting to the point of being to a resolution right and and when their daughter came to and came out of that surgery uh, what was supposed to be a two-hour surgery ended up being a 14-hour surgery. And just being in the waiting room knowing, okay, something's going on and getting minimal updates. And then when your daughter comes out, finding out that the issue that happened with the brain and the skull collapsing on the brain has now reset her brain where she has to be retaught everything. So you've worked, you've had this little girl for all these years that you've taught how to um do things like walk and talk and potty and all those kind of things. And now you're having to reteach everything. And she was in physical therapy with us. And so it was really great to get to meet a family there because our sweet Cameron was way younger. And so, um, but seeing that it made me thankful for our struggle, even as hard as it was because I couldn't imagine being in their struggle. And so when you talk with somebody and when you have those conversations and you are there for each other, it gives you a person to connect to. Next on the list is cuddle your pets if you have them. Take pictures of them, talk to them, tell them how you feel about your favorite movie, a new game coming out, anything. I read just the other day, uh, just yesterday, Um, Y'all know I I love Betty White. I am so sad that that she left us um, New Year's Eve. And and I am going to say that I am thankful that it wasn't into 2022 because that would have given 2022 a bad light. It already is hard that we've lost her. But at least I can say I'm thankful that it's not... um, in 2022 it's in 2021 and that year we've we've prayed over that year and that year's gone right um 
But Betty White, if you know anything about her and you've read anything about her, she was an animal activist. And she had two houses, one that was in on the coast that she had built with her late husband. And they built it, I think, in 1979. And it had two bedrooms and five bathrooms. Now, why you need five bathrooms, I have no idea. But it had it, right? And then in the house that she's currently living, or she was currently living in, the one she passed away in, it was five bedrooms and some other godly, ungodly amount of bathrooms in there, too. Um, But in each of the homes, she had a special room that was full of stuffed animals. And she loved to collect them, and she had some rare things like ant eater and a beluga whale and weird things. And she would make a point to talk to them every time she came in the room, every day. She would go in their room every day, and then she would talk to them. And when she left, she would say, I love you. I can't wait to see you again, you know, and, and close the conversation like these lovely little stuffed animals were going to know that she was doing that. And it just made me laugh because I can totally see uh, Rose from the Golden Girls having a room full of stuffed animals. (laughs) And so while these ideas all throughout our little list may seem silly or small, it helps keep people alive, right? The goal of depression is to keep you so far down that you isolate yourself, that you're alone, and that you get to a point where you feel like you have no purpose. Get out of that funk because you have a purpose. You have an intention that God has given for you. You have a reason for being here. There is something that you can give to the world that I cannot. And there is something that I can give that you cannot. There is a reason that you were birthed and brought into this world at this moment of time. And I'm going to close on this. One of my favorite, favorite, favorite scriptures. Well, before I do that, let me read this part. At your absolute best, you won't be good enough for the wrong people. But at your worst, you will still be worth it to the right ones. Remember that and keep holding on. In case nobody nobody has told you today, I love you and you are worth your weight and then some in gold or silver or platinum, whichever is your preference. So be kind to yourself and keep pushing on. Find something to be grateful for. <clears throat> and I'll now I'll close on my favorite, favorite, favorite scripture from Esther 4.14. And it says, perhaps this is the moment for which you were created. The time is now. Get out of your funk. You are worth it. You are enough. You are amazing. You are loved. You are cared for. And I hope you have a blessed night. I will see you tomorrow.